I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. And disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage all of you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. We're coming up on Christmas, the holiday season, and New Year's. All of that rolling in together, no matter where you may be. We want you to be able to find us and listen to us everywhere. And so you can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. Boom. Also encourage you, given the battles that Elon Musk is currently fighting, Now's the time to go sign up for a Twitter account. If you haven't already, you can find me at Clay Travis. You can find Buck Sexton at Buck Sexton there. And you can also find our next guest, Gordon Chang, at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. He is a columnist and author. His books, The Coming Collapse of China and The Great U.S.-China Tech War. Gordon, thank you for taking the time to join us. If you were advising the Biden White House. We saw their tepid comment and response yesterday about the protests that are emerging in China surrounding zero COVID. What would you tell the Biden White House is the best possible way to support these protesters as they fight back against Chinese authoritarianism? Well, thanks, Clay. And what I would say is that the uh, President Biden should publicly and privately tell the Chinese that the United States will impose severe consequences on China should the regime use force against protesters. Those words yesterday from uh, Admiral Kirby, the NSC coordinator, and in Biden's statement were really disheartening, um, dispiriting, because if the United States doesn't defend freedom and democracy, then no country in the world will. And it's not just our effect on China. It's also the effect on other countries around the world where they see we don't defend our values. Gordon, it's Buck. Can you just give everybody some sense of how 
long and and how extreme China's lockdowns have been because it, it, the way the the Biden administration uh, has spoken about it, it seems to be like, well, that's not our policy, and it's probably going to be hard for them to make it work. It seems like there's some pretty extreme video, even by the standards of what we'd expect in China, that's been coming out of some of these lockdowns. What has it been like? Well, just just to give you an example, on Thursday night there was a fire in an apartment block in Urumqi, and there were reported 10 killed. Most people think it's somewhere between 40 and 50 died. Um, people died, Buck, because some were actually uh, in their apartments and could not get out because the doors were wired shut on the outside. Now, there have also been reports which are true, because we've seen the video, of people being welded into their apartments. And that is how extreme the zero COVID policy is, that people are not allowed to leave their apartments for food or for anything else if they're under quarantine. Gordon, how does this end for China? I mean, and, and, and what I mean by that is, it doesn't seem like they're going to get enough natural immunity from COVID based on the zero COVID policy. We know that the COVID shots, no matter which one you take, does not keep you from getting or spreading COVID. So I don't see a pathway out of this for Chairman Z. What is the ultimate way that China handles COVID, given that they are effectively on a zero COVID island now and even attempting to implement this policy? I think that essentially the Communist Party falls because, as you point out, and you're absolutely correct about that, Clay, there is no way out for China. They are going to maintain zero COVID for a variety of reasons. That has already undermined the economy severely. We're seeing uh, not only um, very poor economic growth, if there's any growth at all, um, but there's also been plunging property prices and a falling currency, and those are um, indirect results of zero COVID. China is losing fast its status as the world's factory floor because zero COVID rules have prevented China from not only manufacturing product, but also getting it to ports and on ships for uh, sailing. So really, this has been, um, I think, uh, going to be the end of the Communist Party. Maybe not this week, but the Chinese people who were demonstrating over the weekend were saying down with the Communist Party and they're eventually going to win because there's a lot more of them than there are of party members. Okay, so you say they're eventually going to win, and that's a heck of a prediction. I know you've written about it. What's the time frame of a Communist Party collapse in China look like in your mind? Well, I've been wrong on that, um, so probably I'm the worst person in the world to ask. <laughs> but uh, just to give you some context, I wrote a book in 2001 saying that the Communist Party would fall in a decade. Um in my defense, Clay, I will say I didn't foresee the 2008 downturn, but that's a longer story, which we don't have time to get into. But I think that we're talking about a two or three year time frame, maybe even less than that, um, because the Chinese people right now are talking about getting rid of Xi Jinping. Um, and that is stunning. Um, I didn't expect that. And um, it's it's. Those protests that sprung up after the fire on Thursday, remember, those protests across China, north, south, east, west, they weren't organized, they weren't coordinated, um, there was no leadership, it's just the people want change. Gordon, when regimes, we're speaking to Gordon Chang, everybody, the U.S., great U.S.-China tech wars, his latest book, also at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter is his Twitter handle. 
which we all are big fans of Twitter these days because it's a place where you actually can share your thoughts. Yay. Uh, Gordon, when regimes are under pressure, obviously repression follows in the case of a country that is a totalitarian dictatorship like China. But there's also always the possibility of some kind of external military operation, uh, some effort to unite the population behind, you know, the motherland, so to speak, because of a ongoing conquest or invasion, which brings us to Taiwan. Uh, what do you think the uh, Chinese Communist Party's aims are um, right now with regard to Taiwan? And are you concerned about the U.S.'s willingness or even capability to do anything about it? I think you're absolutely right that Xi Jinping will think that he can distract the Chinese people from his obvious policy mistakes at home and try to unite them by creating some military misadventure abroad. Taiwan is uh, an obvious candidate, so Philippines and Japan as well. Um, and, you know, it doesn't really matter. What we're talking about is the ability of the United States to defend and um with regard to Taiwan, um, Biden personally, you know, you can tell from his four media interviews where he actually said, yes, I will defend Taiwan militarily. But we've seen his administration walk back his comments, um, which not only constitute a constitutional crisis in the U.S., that's because the White House press secretary is not charged by the Constitution with making foreign policy, but also, you know, the Chinese see the disarray. And even if the administration is willing to defend Taiwan, and I tend to think they will, I believe that China believes they won't. And what China believes is really very, very important because they're the actor in this. So, yes, we need to be very concerned. And the other thing, just, Buck, we have a Pentagon, we have a Biden administration that has no sense of urgency about what's going on. And so the Chinese can take us by surprise. Gordon, a lot of times people think of an invasion as a sign of strength but if you look at the population in china for example it's probably already peaked the one china policy is going to end up being a disaster they're now trying to get people to have two or three children but over the next couple of generations by the way most chinese are not doing that even though they can over the next couple of generations the chinese population could get cut in half how much of yes. China wanting to attack and invade Taiwan is about weakness as opposed to strength? Uh, and how do we psychologically analyze Chinese motivation based on that knowledge? Yeah, I think Xi Jinping is seeing a closing window of opportunity to achieve what he believes are historic goals. Because you have the uh, debt crisis, uh, plunging property prices, crumbling economy, falling currency, worsening food shortages deteriorating environment. I can go on, you know, um, and clearly Xi Jinping has no answers to these because his policies are actually aggravating them. So, yeah, I, I do believe that there's a use it or lose it mentality. And so that's something. Another thing which I think argues for a, a Chinese invasion sooner rather than later. And by the way, there are two Chinese demographers last fall that actually predicted that China's population would fall in half within 45 years. Gordon, is there any yeah. off-ramp that the Chinese Communist Party may have from him? You mentioned that they, they may just continue a zero-COVID policy. Uh, can't they realize at this point, given the protests, that this is 
I mean, are, are they doing this just because they're addicted to totalitarian control or do they still believe the science? It just seems somewhat unfathomable, right? It seems totally irrational, even for a totalitarian actor like the Chinese Communist Party to think that locking people in their homes for months on end is going to do anything. Yes. Um, yeah, they are addicted to totalitarian control and they're addicted to something else. You've got to remember that the current ruler, Xi Jinping, is Revere's Mao. And Mao believed that China's communists could do anything in the world. You know, they could conquer nature, they could do whatever. And so I think they believe that they can um, conquer SARS-CoV-2, the pathogen that causes COVID-19. So um, uh, they believe that, and, and Xi Jinping generally believes that his will um, can accomplish anything. So that's another layer on a very dangerous mentality. So, yeah, this guy is this is not something that people outside China uh, is easy for them to fathom because it is just so abnormal, so ludicrous. But that's what they believe. And that's what's important. That's what they believe. Gordon, if we'd had this conversation in the 1980s, uh, everybody was terrified of Japan. Uh, Japan was buying up all the property in the United States. The economy of Japan was white hot. The idea was Japan's taking over the world. Over the last 40 years, Japan has mostly been stagnant, and they fell apart um, in the late 80s. What does the future of China look like? Do you believe that China will become the biggest economy in the world? If they do, can they stay there? What does China look like in 40 years? If the communism collapses, what replaces it? You mentioned the demography. I'm fascinated by it. Uh, the demographics of potentially the Chinese population being cut in half. We know Japan is declining its population, aging rapidly. The same thing's going to happen in China. How does this end? Um, it, well, it certainly doesn't end with um, the Chinese dominating the world. Um, you know, I graduated college. I'm, I'm going to date myself here. I graduated college during the Arab oil embargo, and I just knew that I was going to be working for some sheikh for the rest of my life. So when the Japanese at the end of the 1980s looked like that they were going to own planet Earth, I said, I don't know how this ends, but it's not going to end that way because I'm not working for some Arab. Um, and the same thing with China. Um, China in 40 years, I think, is going to be a weak country could very well be divided, cut up, who knows where it's going to be. But it's not going to be ruling the world. Um, you know, and it's not just demography. Um, it is everything else that is, all these crises are hitting China at the same time. And it would be a challenge for any group of leaders, but it's certainly a challenge for a Maoist who has lost touch with uh, the world as it is. Gordon Chang, I mean, this is fantastic stuff. At Gordon S. Chang on Twitter. Go follow him there. Thank him for coming on the show. Read his books. Gordon, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Clay, and thank you so much, Buck. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Great stuff. By the way, I don't think I didn't. I mean, I'm I, telling Gordon you, Buck. doesn't look a day over 40, by the way. What does it say? He graduated <laughs> during the oil embargo? No way. Yeah, no, he's, he's aging a lot better than I am, for sure. And I just. I am fascinated by all of the demographic data coming out of China and where we're headed. I think the Chinese Chinese government and the Chinese uh, economy in general, I agree with Gordon, is way weaker than we're analyzing. And I just I don't know where it's headed, but I'm not as afraid of China in 10 years as I am right now because I think they're acting out of weakness, not strength. Early on, remember, there were people who were concerned there was this theory, and it was not correct, but there's theory out there, oh, well, China was trying to get ahead of us 
with COVID and they're going to come out of it so much stronger than we are and they're doing yeah. their lockdowns so much stronger. Therefore, they'll come out sooner and they'll be so much better. Totally the opposite. Totally the opposite. Yes. So many people, you know, the experts, the blue checks were so wrong about COVID and, and still are so wrong about China. And that's one reason they're not speaking out very much about these Chinese protests is because they would have to acknowledge that the lockdowns and the shutdowns, which they pointed to as a great strength of China, and by the way, New Zealand and Australia, which have completely abandoned them, yeah. they're not if, really if stepping China's, out there because it requires acknowledgement. Here's of the wrong, problem wrong with, for Biden in the White House. If China's super strict lockdowns were utterly pointless and devastating, which they were, what were our half-ass lockdowns in this country, in New York, in L.A., in San Fran, and et cetera? What were they, Clay? Oh, it's why they're not talking about it very much. I really do firmly believe it. The Tuttle Twins, by the way, we were talking about educating your kids and making them aware of what's going on. Tuttle Twins are extending their Cyber Monday deal into Cyber Week. This is the book publisher creating great educational book for kids. My own kids are reading these books because guess what? A lot of kids don't learn the basics about the free market. They don't learn the basics about American history. They learn the opposite of America's sterling record over time and being the shining country on a hill. Tuttle Twins make it easy for kids and teams to learn these important concepts. They'll be able to navigate things like inflation, how business and money work in the real world. Heck, I wish the Biden administration was reading these. Uh, parents have been blown away what their kids are able to grasp, all thanks to the Tuttle Twins approach. Right now, 50% discount on the free market economy curriculum designed with activities for young and old kids. They've sold more than 4 million copies of their books to date, giving you an idea just how received and well-received those books have been. Great gift for any young kid, any young student, whether it's your kids or your grandkids. Get hooked up now. Go to TuttleRadio.com for this special deal. TuttleRadio.com, 50% off the free market economic curriculum. TuttleRadio.com. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network. 
But now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the PrizePix app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We follow very carefully our COVID-19 community levels. These are levels of um, infection that are circulating, severe disease that are coming into the hospitals, and how high our hospital levels are, how many beds are occupied by people with COVID-19. Very high levels in the Bronx and Queens, as you noted. And in those areas, we do specifically recommend masking. Also, lots of areas in New York with medium community levels and COVID-19 community levels. And again, there would recommend masking if you are um, risk of severe disease or if you're going to be around people at risk of severe disease oh yeah just keep masking up that's the cdc chief rochelle walensky who is lucky that fauci exists because she gets so much less of our uh rage on the show but she's really as bad as fauci in a lot of ways uh, has been wrong just as much she was the one who told you you won't get it you won't spread it if you got the vaccine, she also is still defending vaccine mandates. We don't have time for that soundbite right this second, Clay. But I just want to point out they're, they're not stopping. For, I mean, we, we look at the lockdowns in China. We go, how can they be so crazy? Well, we just have a slightly less crazy, crazy in this country. If we didn't have federalism, we would have locked down just like Australia and just like New Zealand. And if we didn't have Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, we might well have done it otherwise. Because remember, DeSantis Buck was comfortable being the tip of the spear and taking all of the criticism for keeping Florida open. And then, to their credit, a lot of other Republican governors were willing to follow that lead. But my goodness, uh, I don't know that I've ever been greater in my happiness for federalism than after what we just lived through i i I can't imagine having been you buck and having to live in new york city i'm so fortunate that i lived in a red state where we basically never shut down sorry sorry to bring it up again it's okay it's a little bit of trauma there but uh yeah australia i always thought was like the uk with more sunshine but it's east germany with kangaroos i mean it really went nuts Sooner or later this holiday season, you're going to ask yourself, what gift to get the person that seems to have everything already? And that answer is a gift from Legacy Box. This is the gift that keeps on giving. 
because Legacy Box provides a simple and safe way to rediscover what's on old videotapes and films that have been stored away forever. This gift allows that person in your life to digitize their treasured videotapes, film reels, and photos so they can see them again and share them for the first time. And that last part is key in all of this because there's few greater pleasures than being able to share priceless moments and memories caught on film, tape, you name it. They have the ability to transfer it digitally. This is the time of year to work with Legacy Box. Their Cyber Week event gets you 65% off their regular pricing. They do all the digitizing and they transfer it by hand in Tennessee. Go online to LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Get 60% off with that website. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Lock it in now. It's a great gift for the holidays. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Welcome back, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I am sitting here as our Clay and Buck VIP members, I believe, can see, holding up my jersey. I am wearing a U.S. soccer jersey, as in a little bit less than 30 minutes, the United States is going to be playing Iran in a win-or-go-home scenario. If you if you are out there and you hate uh, soccer ties and everything else, the United States has only two options. You win or your season is over. Your World Cup is over. Win and you advance to the round of 16 for a knockout stage, lose or tie, and your time in Qatar is over. So in about 30 minutes, I'm going to turn on the television, do my best not to react during the final hour of the program as we do this show, and also Buck is trying to avoid, I believe, the score. So that's the sports aspect. Does anybody think that Clay is going to keep a poker face on while the? Because I, I don't think any of us believe Clay gets so excited over the big sports ball <laughs> events. So this is going to be a fun thing to watch him. He's like, I'm going to watch him with his with his face, you know, his his upper lip quivering just a little bit as he sees what's going on. But I'm going to watch it afterwards. And you know, I um, you know, I actually was at the World Cup. In night, I saw a match in 1994. My dad took me, so that was like the when early they were days. in the United States. Like yes, that was, in the US. Where, where did you go to a game in in, in New uh, York area? Giant Stadium. I saw. Yeah. I remember it was like Morocco, and I forget who they were playing. I was young, you know, I was I was a kid. I don't remember, um, but I I did go with my high school soccer team to the World Cup in France in 1998. We had like a fundraiser. We'd like a walkathon or something. We raised money, and then the team went over there. Um, and I saw Belgium play Holland, which is like those tiny countries next door both descended upon Paris, the whole countries for that, yeah. that soccer match. It was pretty wild. That is pretty cool. So now the, the game itself, obviously rooting for the United States against Iran. This is a big deal geopolitically, too. Uh, we played yesterday on Graham, the Iranian propagandist, a.k.a. their media, grilling the United States uh, players and coach and arguing, oh, you guys are not actually free, right? Um, but this is pretty monstrous because Iran is in the middle buck of a real sort of, I would say, vanguard uprising against their government over the way women are treated in that country. And so they have told the Iranian soccer team, and this is why I'm going to be watching irrespective of what happens in the game, there are reports that they have told the members of the Iranian soccer team that if they do not sing the national anthem, they are going to torture their family members back in Iran. So I want everyone out there to just think about this for a minute. We've had 
sports and politics colliding for years over the national anthem in this country. And what has ended up happening is the Colin Kaepernick's of the world have made millions of dollars by refusing to stand for the national anthem. In other words, our woke companies have actually rewarded them for their protest. In Iran, if you don't sing the national anthem, they are reportedly going to torture the family members of these soccer players. This is a different level of bravery. It's a different level of pressure. It's a different level of significance for all of these Iranian players who in the opening game of the World Cup did not sing the national anthem because they were supporting all of the women who are protesting in Iran for basic human rights, which they currently do not have. Look, there's a lot of bad blood between the regimes, but a lot of solidarity between the people, our people and their people, at least those in Iran who want freedom. Our regime and the Iranian, uh, well, our government and the Iranian regime obviously has had, in all senses, a deeply troubled and hostile, openly hostile relationship since 1979, since they took hostages at the U.S. Embassy. And uh, the fact that this was such a, a big thing for Iran in 1994 when they beat the U.S. men's team two to one is, is partly indicative, I think, one of they never get wins against the U.S. really. I mean, you know, you, you look at the Iranian government's uh, it, it's a sclerotic kleptocracy of look at mullahs. you, Mr. Vocab. Uh, that, that one just kind of flowed. I don't know what to say. Yeah. But yeah. It's it's a bunch it's a bunch of um, dictators in clerical robes and the economy is garbage, uh, which it shouldn't be. The only reason they're able to fund their military and other government expenditures is because they have oil. If they didn't, the whole place would would be in, in free fall collapse. Uh, the regime doesn't actually liberalize in meaningful ways. We keep going through these phases where we say, oh, maybe now it's a government of hardliners, too. About a decade ago, there was a moment, oh, they're going to have the, they're going to moderate things. Remember the Obama administration, the Iran deal? Yes. We're going to, we're going to bring them, normalize things with them. No, they just got crazier, actually. So there's not also a whole lot else going on in the international scene for Iran. You know, there are, Amer- there are people listening right now who are like, fuck, I don't even care. Clay, I don't even care about the U.S. men's national soccer team. In Iran, the whole country is going to watch. There's really nothing. There's no other game in town, so to speak. And this is their one opportunity to try to get some kind of a win on the world stage against the United States. And I also feel like, unfortunately, that creates all these, like, none of the U.S. players should feel geopolitical pressure. Like, right. They should have the normal, like, we're Americans, we kick butt, like, go get them, guys. But they shouldn't feel geopolitical pressure to perform. But I think some of them are going to because they realize... You know, there was, remember the axis of evil? This is part of the axis of evil, folks. Well, and if the United States loses, there will be a celebration, the death to America chance, the burning of the American flag. I'm sure will be ta- taking place in Iranian streets, and, and that'll be being encouraged by government propagandists. Buck, I actually think, I don't think the Biden White House will do it, but I it would be an incredible moment of bravery for our country to speak out and say that we will not allow Iran to attack the family members of the Iranian soccer team. Now, I don't think we could follow through on. Unfortunately, I don't think something we could. Well, we we have. I don't think we we, look. That's the the problem is that 
you're going to have these Iranian players at the mercy of this regime. And we don't have that many. We don't have that many levers in Iran. We don't even have diplomatic relations with Iran. We have to. I think the only thing we can do is is say we're once and for all, we're done negotiating and we're actually going to adopt. This is what we should do. We're actually going to adopt the Israeli perspective. The Israelis have been running roughshod over the Iranian nuclear program for some time. They've been sabotaging it. They've been executing high-level Iranian scientists. I think if the United States was actually being run in a honest and straightforward and, 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 and trustworthy manner, we would just say that, right? We're done with all this ridiculous negotiations. You guys are terrorists. You are, as you said, kleptocrats using clerical robes to try to ruin a country and a people that actually overwhelmingly reject the the, the, the validity of their rulers. And so we're going to actually go to war in a sense with you over your ability to get nuclear weapons. And Israel has basically said it. I don't know why we're pretending that we're not doing it. Just let that be known. Um, well, and I hope we kick their ass in soccer. We've been, yeah, I hope we beat them in soccer. I mean, the geopolitical side of this, there's some some nuances and and some uh, some other components. I mean, for one thing, Clay, we've been fighting various proxy wars against the Iranians for forever in the Middle East. Really, I mean, stretching back certainly to 1979, um, they were getting they were going after us in Iraq, and then we went out, you know, we killed Qasem Soleimani. I mean, there's been a yeah. lot of back and forth. So I don't, you know, yeah, these, first of all, the Israelis about their operations don't talk about anything. That's their policy. So there's U.S. reporting or, you know, Western Western uh, reporting on what's happening to a nuclear scientist. The Israelis keep all that stuff real quiet, whatever they're doing or not doing. That's one part of this. But obviously, everybody knows that there is a there are open hostilities going on between Iran and Israel. The problem that I think is raised with what you're saying or, you know, with, with the approach of why don't we just say this? Clay, the Democrat Party thinks that we're the problem with Iran. That's I really know. the problem. They think we're the problem. So they that's why I'm saying if we actually of, had honest policy, it would be great to just stand up and actually point out that that's not true. Yeah, I mean, there there are, if you walk around the streets of New York or L.A. or San Fran or Chicago or D.C., not to mention a whole bunch of other places, and you just ask random passers-by on the street who think they know about geopolitics, hey, you know, we have a tough relationship with Iran. Whose fault is it? You get a lot of them be like, oh, it's American imperialism, and it's because, and some of them would even try to show off and be like, oh, it's because of what we did to, to, to with the Shah and Mossadegh. And, you know, they start going back to the 1950s, 1960s. So they think it's our fault, Clay. That's the problem, and that's unfortunately half the country. The Blame America First Caucus is alive and well on the Iranian issue. Well, there's an obsession, obviously, based on who Trump is having dinner with, with the idea that Republicans are anti-Semitic. There's actually a hugely anti-Semitic portion of the Democrat base right now that refuses to stand up for Israel, that refuses to condemn many of these Middle Eastern countries for their clearly anti-Semitic behavior. I mean... Even on Twitter, the, the they still have Khomeini on Twitter, and I believe I'm correct, Buck, that he has basically said that the Jewish uh, you know attacked Jews regularly from his Twitter account, uh, and of course he's not banned. Uh, and 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 to Elon I mean, Musk does Khomeini list his preferred pronouns yeah. because you know Twitter has rules, or at least it used to. 
I don't think they're going to have any uh, any admirals who are uh, transgender anytime soon in the uh, in the Iranian uh, military. Uh, look, that game coming up soon, but it is a major geopolitical flashpoint, and it will be intriguing to see in about 15 minutes how that game begins and whether the Iranian players do or do not sing the national anthem uh, of their country and whether those uh, threats of terror activity on behalf uh, against their family are going to emerge. It's a story that may well pop in the next 15 minutes or so. Uh, look, the shopping crush, both a blessing and a curse for small business owners. Visits to the post office, UPS store at the time of year, you know, it takes forever. And it's oftentimes time that you just don't have to be standing there waiting to be able to ship packages. That's why stamps.com is your solution. Not too late to get your holiday mailing and shipping under control with stamps.com. Sign up now and you'll be printing your own postage in minutes. We are doing this in the Travis household. In fact, I need to get Buck's address for the Christmas card list. My wife was just saying, where are Buck and Carrie going to be living? I need their address. She's obsessed with the Christmas card list. All these stamps being printed out by stamps.com. You can get started yourself with stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code Clay and Buck for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitment or contracts to sign. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, enter the code, Clay and Buck. That's stamps.com. Click the microphone at the top of the page. Enter the code Clay and Buck. Two of the hardest voices to tell apart, but one unified voice when it comes to the truth. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. 
You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Let me tell you about an American company whose entire mission is built around supporting this same community of people, which I'm a part of and proud to be so. GovX.com is an online shopping platform that people like me with service-related backgrounds have been using for years. There are over 8.5 million GovX members benefiting from the site today. As a GovX member, I get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. If you're a member, GovX.com is the first place to check when you're shopping online. If you've served our country in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, or other government agency roles, go to GovX.com. That's GovGovX.com and create your free membership today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart, and you'll get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Fauci is almost certain, not 99%, maybe 70, perhaps more like 52% sure that we did not, in fact, fund the Wuhan, that he did not, through a grant through third party, fund the Wuhan Research Lab. Clay, you may have seen this one. I thought this was interesting. If you're Fauci, you've gotten everything wrong, you've lied about everything, and you're horrible, don't you just say, yeah, I'm certain we didn't fund the... Like, it's one thing to say it didn't come from a lab. But here is little Fauci, who... Reminder for everybody, he's going to be the preferred... You know, you're going to have Fauci going on TV telling you about 4th of July firework safety at CNN for the next five years. Like, he's going to be their guy. (laughs) Just don't have it go kaboom in your hand. Uh, Here he is saying that, you know, he's like almost certain that that the U.S. and he didn't fund the Wuhan lab that led to COVID. Play six. The investigation is going to be about specifically uh, whether there's any connection, if there was a lab leak, to U.S. investments uh, in virus research at the Wuhan lab. It's possible, right? If you look at the viruses that the NIH funded, and it was a very small grant, $120,000, $130,000 a year, granting to study bat viruses in a surveillance way. Anybody who even has a peripheral understanding of evolutionary virology will tell you these viruses could not possibly turn into SARS-CoV-2. So when you talk about a leak, maybe there's a lab leak, but it's not with the viruses that the NIH was funding. That's almost certain that that's the case. So, Clay, maybe they were just funding the institute that was doing the research, but it wasn't the specific grant it wasn't the specific virus for that grant, but they were still sending checks to where I think we're going to find. I mean, I do believe it was created in a lab. We both believe that for a long time. The evidence all supports that it was created in a lab. And I'm not claiming, nor are you, that we are virology experts. But it's almost like with a jury. When you are sitting on a jury, you're not an expert in murder if you're sitting in a murder trial. But you listen to all the evidence and determine what the most likely outcome is and then render your verdict based on all of that data and all that evidence. There has been zero animal that I have seen, Buck, where they have been able to find an animal that appears to have had the original COVID outbreak. 
Uh, and given the fact that we know they were working with highly infectious diseases, literally at the Wuhan Virology Clinic, and that this happened to break out and become noticeable in Wuhan, all of the evidence, Occam's razor if you want to apply it. Also, I will say this, Buck. Do we really think that the Chinese are likely to have aggressively uh, distinguished between where the money was being spent when it came to their virus research. In other words, if we're giving, this is indefensible to me in the first place, the fact that American taxpayers are giving money in any way to create novel viruses in China? Like, why are we funding Chinese research in the first place? I also love he's like, it was only in a surveillance mode. So we weren't, like, inviting the virus over for a couple of beers to watch the game. We were through glass in a Petri dish looking at it going, how are you doing, virus? What's happening? Very different, Clay. When Fauci says that he's almost certain something happened, Buck, I distrust this man so much that it makes me almost certain that it did happen. And let me just ask you this. If you were in charge of grants to the NIH and you had definitely given taxpayer-funded grants to the Wuhan Virology Institute, or whatever that place is called, would it surprise you if they were lying uh, about this in general and sorry to cut you off buck but i'm watching right now they are no, showing the iranian nation- the iranian national team oh, okay. is all singing the national okay. anthem as they are being panned across I, uh right now as we okay. are speaking so that's a that's a news update that's valid that's valid mr clay travis but <laughs> no goal scoring no goals reactions no, no, no. so uh, uh yeah look Anything that China does that is unethical, immoral, illegal, or, you know, that's not surprising at all. But Fauci, we got to stay on the origins, uh, the origins of COVID. You know, Clay, I, I want to talk about um, the the Biden administration just kind of slipped this through right before the break. We're going to, you know, be getting a bunch more oil from Venezuela, which is really interesting because I thought that they were so worried about climate change that we couldn't produce the oil here at home. But also, they're not willing to give a grant guarantee to the nearby country of Guyana in South America. I'll explain why this all actually matters a lot about commies, socialists, the media, libs, you know, stuff like that. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Cheapo Air. For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. 
Tunnel the Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel the Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.